Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book that I've written, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. I'm continuing in the series on understanding narcissism. For the last few weeks, we've been focusing on ways that we can protect ourselves from narcissistic or toxic environments or individuals. And we looked at self-confidence and building that self-confidence. We looked at our relationship with the Lord, how we can lean into the presence of God, the goodness of God, to draw on his strength, to get wisdom and discernment. And now uh, we've been moving into, I think this is the third segment on healthy personal boundaries. So today we're going to be talking about trauma and boundaries and passive approaches to relationships. But before we get into today's podcast, you may know by now that I have a free digital book called Understanding Your Dreams, and you can request that. There's a link where you can do that. And in this book, I look at the three sources of dreams, seven keys to unlock the symbols and meaning of your dreams, eight principles to help you determine whether a dream might be from God and just some other tips and strategies that can help you in your personal growth and your spiritual growth. Their dreams can assist us in our development. So follow the link and get a copy for yourself. So let's talk about how trauma affects boundaries and a passive approach to life. The information I'm sharing in today's podcast is also from my latest book on Amazon. This is not a free book. It's called Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness, Keys to Break Free. And so some of these ideas are connected to the idea of learned helplessness, but not all of them are. But when a person grows up in with either chronic stress or uh, abuse, dysfunction, there are kind of typical things we can expect. Problems with boundaries is one of them. But if you've been through trauma, even adult trauma, but especially trauma early in life, this is going to affect your confidence and your boundaries. First, let me read from the DSM-5 how it's defining trauma. So this is the clinical definition. Trauma is actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. So that's the clinical definition. So even if your situation 
does not quite meet that clinical definition. Uh, there's still a lot of things that are connected to this idea of living in uncontrollable stress, chronic stress, living with a, a toxic person. Sometimes it's a partner, sometimes it's a parent, even a sibling. It, it has an impact. So if you grow up in a um, unsafe environment, emotionally unsafe, physically unsafe, it might make you excessively willing to fight. Um, and it can develop into conditions like PTSD. But many people, it never develops like a full-blown condition, but there are just things that nag at them that are hard for them. And it makes sense that if you live in a situation where it's not physically safe or emotionally safe, you're going to be passive. You're going to try to protect yourself from any kind of attention or damage or violence or confrontations because they're not good. So that can develop as a style. And in extreme cases, it can be learned helplessness where even when the situation is corrected, where the danger is passed, then the person may, know, may not even see options anymore. They've come to expect that there's nothing they can do, that it's never going to get better. And, and so if you get to the point where you're not looking for ways to make some adjustments, to make some improvements in your life, and you feel stuck or frozen, then there are steps you can take that will help you start to move forward again. So I think two podcasts ago, we looked at a more passive approach to life in the Cartman drama triangle. And people who are passive, oftentimes they're very kind, they're very patient, they're easy to get along with, but they're not really fully alive and they're not moving forward in the things that matter to them. They've kind of lost touch with themselves. And if you're a Christian, God designed you to be a unique person. He didn't design you to be just a mom or just a wife or other people's slave. There are unique things in you. And so there may be things that aren't fully alive if you've kind of checked out and just keep adjusting to other people. And trauma will do that, but also... If you grew up in a really controlling environment or where there was someone that was overbearing, that that can also create this kind of compliance, wait for things to change. And you may have heard me say there's three kinds of people. There are people who make things happen. There are people who watch things happen. And then there are people who say, what just happened? So probably if you're more passive, you're in the, the place of watching things happen. And there are good things about being more compliant, being a follower. We don't, there isn't room for lots and lots and lots of leaders, but you want to be able to move forward on your own wants and needs and preferences. And we've been looking at that a little bit more in the last few podcasts. So ideally, um, we want to be 
proactive. Passive is letting life kind of take you wherever it's going to take you and you're not exercising control. The extreme opposite would probably be aggressive. Some of that is okay too, where you take charge, where you lead. But ideally, again, we talk about balance. You want to be in a position where you're proactive. You're making conscious decisions. You pick your battles and you move forward on the things that are important. And you set gentle boundaries with the people that are maybe asking something you can't do or isn't in line with your priorities because you don't want to wear yourself out giving in to other people. So this kind of goes with that rescuer style too, but a passive person is more of a follower and the rescuer is uh, more active, but they're active in the sense of involvement in other people's lives without necessarily being fully alive to who God designed them to be. There's too much investment really in other people and not allowing them to figure out what they need to do. Because sometimes we can get in the way of other people maturing if we're doing too much for them. And if we've checked out, then maybe there's places where we've given up some hope on things. But there's usually some kind of door that's open, even if certain ones are closed. And if there's some level of depression operating, you want to maybe talk to your doctor about that and address it. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the rules that tend to operate in unhealthy environments, toxic environments, dysfunctional families and organizations. There's three rules. And people who are more passive have probably had a lot of exposure to these rules. The one is don't think. Somebody else will tell you what to think. Another one is don't feel. So you start to dismiss your own reality. And the third is don't talk. You don't give away secrets of what goes on in your environment. And you certainly don't express your wants and needs. So those aren't what God designed for us, for us to be fully alive, to be filled with the spirit, with to speak the truth in love. Those are toxic rules, but they operate in unhealthy environments and in unhealthy relationships and in unhealthy families. So if that was, again, they're not usually spoken. They might be, but they're not usually spoken. It's more the sense that you know where the limits are, and you better not cross them. So if you've had a lot of that, you may feel guilt, like we talked about in the last podcast. If you start to move a little bit against kind of that that um, electric fence in your own psyche, you know, dogs have electric fences to keep them in a certain place. Um, Earlier, we t- we talked about in that interview of learned helplessness that I did with Shana Rattler, how baby elephants are trained. They're tied to an immovable object when they're babies. So they learn, I can't move, I can't move. And they stop trying. And then when they finally get to be adults, they can control a full grown elephant just with a rope around the leg. It doesn't have to be tied to anything. Because they've been trained that it doesn't do any good 
to try to move, to try to assert your will. So that happens with human beings too. So in order to move past that, we can move past it. We talked in the last podcast about addressing irrational guilt because there might be guilt or any excuses you've made. Well, I can't do it. It's too hard. Uh, We want to watch how we talk to ourselves and maybe journal some of the negative things we say to ourselves that keep us in that position of like the cage that we've accepted and uh, kind of re-examine trauma-based thinking, thinking that I can't, it won't do any good, something bad will happen. I'm not smart enough, I'm too old, I'm too young. All the different excuses that people make when they're kind of afraid to try something new. And again, I'm not encouraging you to do anything that will compromise your job or your safety. Uh, That isn't what I'm suggesting. But many times there are options. There are things we can do to move forward and We have to start with the thoughts in our own minds, the way we talk to ourselves all day long. So I'm going to give you uh, five points of if you've been through trauma and you're uh, kind of stuck, you have difficulty moving forward, or if you just tend to be more passive if you grew up with a lot of control, religious control, parental control, excessive amounts of control or guilt, then there are steps you can take. So we talked about examining the way you talk to yourself, journaling those thoughts of that where you feel guilty, making your own decisions, moving forward, again, assuming that it's safe. And there are five suggestions that I make, and this is out of the book. Identify your choices and your options. So all day long, we make decisions and we make decisions what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, who we're going to contact, uh, what we're going to do with our time, what we're going to do with our leisure, what our priorities are, whether or not we watch a television show, whether or not we read a book whether or not we read the Bible. So people tend to minimize. They have a choice. Um, You can choose not to pay your rent or not to pay your mortgage. It's a choice. Now, there's a consequence that comes with every decision, good or bad. So every choice has a consequence, but it's not accurate when we say, I have to, because we choose to do this. We choose not to do that. And so it's good if you start thinking about your choices and your options and maybe some things you're not going to change, but maybe there's something you could, maybe there's one thing you could start to do for yourself to move in the positive direction. Examine those automatic thoughts, the the things that go on in your head, the excuses you make uh, for why you don't try things assuming again, you're safe or negative things you say to yourself, because a lot of this is what goes on in our brains. Third, start to respect your own thoughts and preferences. I don't know how many times in my office, somebody will say, well, this is stupid, but I'm like, well, it's probably not stupid, but go ahead and share that. 
but we minimize our own opinion. And you have an opinion for a reason. You may not be right about everything, but you need to value who you are, your thoughts and experiences. And even if the people around you don't value it, at least start to do that for yourself. And then where it's safe, start expressing your preferences. People who are passive, I mean, they're easy to get along with, but many times someone will say, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go to eat? What do you want to do? And they say, I don't care. And maybe that's mostly true. But even if you don't really care, you'll be happy no matter what. It's still a good idea to say, I would kind of like to do Mexican or well, I would kind of like to, you know, go see this movie or I would like to go for a walk. Now, you're not forcing the other person to do anything. They can say, well, I don't want to do that. But at least start expressing preference. And other people may just say, oh, wow, that's a good idea. Well, sure. Or, well, I picked last time. So, okay, let's do that. And start to press a little bit past that invisible cage. And watch what you're saying to yourself. If you start to feel guilty, you might have to coach yourself through it. And then finally, develop positive habits and supports. Like I've been talking about when you start to set healthy boundaries, not everybody's going to celebrate that. And you want to do it as as much as possible in a non-confrontational way. We talked about I sentences in the last podcast. But you do need a support group, or a friend, or someone who will say, well, of course that was all right. Well, that was fine. That's okay to do that or say that. Someone who will encourage you as you start to step forward and become a little bit more proactive. It's okay to be who you are, but we all need to work on finding balance, don't we? So these ideas that I shared today were from my book, Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness, Keys to Break Free, And a lot of this was in the chapter on passivity. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you that regardless of our tendencies, you desire for us to be fully alive, to be able to give and to receive. So I pray that the things from this podcast, that there would be one thing that this listener can hold on to that will help them move in the direction of balance to be fully alive in who you created them to be, yielded to you and able to receive good things in life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. So tune in next time, and I'll be talking more about healthy boundaries.